Welcome to the first ever House of Wrestling podcast episode. It is me, the commander-in-chief of all things House of Wrestling, Nick Hausman, and I am joined here by my very good friend from the other side of the pond, the man who makes it possible for this website to function is Ennis <laughs> McVeigh. Ennis, thank Hello. you for doing the House of Wrestling podcast with me here today. No worries. Listen, I'm very, I'm very happy today that it's slightly less uh, hectic than the madness that happened last week, but... You know, we'll get through it and we've got lots to talk about, so it works in our favor. We have so much to talk about here today, folks. We are going to be talking about the 2024 Royal Rumble, Trick Williams, uh, a change to the Raw commentary team, collision viewership, Okada becoming a free agent. Before we get to any of that, uh, two quick items. First of all, uh, we want to send our best out to Rick Bassman. Rick is a legendary pro wrestling promoter, manager, trainer. Rick has uh, is currently struggling with, he's battling stage one, brain cancer so um we want to send our best to to rick he's been a friend of the site for a long time and uh we have all the information about what he's struggling with right now so you can go check that out there also the chat room is open if you are watching us live in video form that is because you are a house of wrestling clubhouse member we are available to all members you can watch us first run here on house of wrestling in the clubhouse wednesday and friday noon eastern and uh if you're in here and you're watching us live you could jump into the chat room. Ooh. You could jump into the comment section. We will pull your comments up here on the show as we go along, and uh, you can let us know what you think of the news of the day. Um, all right. We'll talk more about the club housekeeping, as I'm calling it, at the end of the show. <laughs> We're going to get pretty... so many puns out of this name. It's great. Man, I love it. Man, it is. But, you know, I was working for all these other people for so many years in us, and I've just been mm-hmm. percolating these house puns. <laughs> In my this head. is years in the making. We've got the Year. slow trickle of all these oh. ideas. It's going to be great. We got in your house, in your house, man, right? Of course. Of house course. meetings, house calls, house mm. shows. We're going to go house <laughs> crazy. We've got so here. many ideas. <laughs> all right. Enough of this. Uh, we have some, unfortunately, very heavy news to start with here today. So we are going to start talking about the Royal Rumble, but I haven't done a podcast in two weeks since I, I, I wrapped up Rumor and Innuendo. And, of course, there was huge news that broke on the Thursday before the Royal Rumble. And that was, of course, coming out of the Wall Street Journal detailing these horrifying, these, like, depraved allegations against Vince McMahon. Uh, I was tipped off about them, I believe, by you. I think you. I think, think, yeah, yeah, I saw it first. So I saw it through the Wall Street Journal article first. And then that led me on to the lawsuit itself, which, if you've read the Wall Street article journal, the lawsuit itself is... It's definitely worth the read, but it's a, a, a real bad and rough read, to say the least. I told my wife, don't read it. I said, no. I said, Liz, I, it's my job. I have to read it. I have to go mm. confront these people. She's like, I'm not going to read it. Then I go up no. into the airplane, and I'm flying to Tampa, and I read the whole 67 pages on the flight to Tampa. I'm horrified. I'm horrified. I'm sitting in this airplane. Yes. I, get, I get off the plane. I call my wife. She says, Nick, I started reading the lawsuit. Why did you You put the temptation in there? Why why did you do that? And then she told me she stared at a wall blankly for like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like the kind of thing that like you kind of if you get triggered by that sort of stuff, it's that bad where like some of it is just it's it's unreal to me how some of that stuff happened and how you can do that sort of stuff you know so yeah for those obviously we'll do a real quick i'll do a 30 second breakdown because i'm sure everybody's very well aware of the facts at this point janelle grant former wwe employee 
Uh, she alleges that uh, she was on hard times. Her parents had just passed away. She had been working as a caretaker, struggling to find money. Uh, she winds up living in the same building as Vince McMahon, gets introduced by the manager of the building. So, and Vince then starts to dangle the the opportunity to, to have this really uh, high-profile, well-paying, meaningful job at WWE. But in exchange for that, expected sexual favors in return. And this is all alleged, right? McMahon is denying everything that is said here in this, obviously worth pointing out. But then this goes into her claiming that McMahon groomed her, uh, you know, basically made her feel dependent upon him and that he would take advantage of that by uh, not only forcing himself on her sexually, uh, but pushing her to situations where it was multiple partners at the same time. Uh, she then says that she got sex trafficked to John Laurinaitis and was made to send, um, let's just say, curated explicit content yeah. to Brock Lesnar, right? Because well, it- alleged, they, and the lawsuit is a former UFC heavyweight champion and WWE talent. But I mean, there's only so many people that can be. Uh, isn't Lesnar named explicitly in? So, and not in the lawsuit. In the Wall Street Journal article, they say based on sources that they've spoken to, it's they've identified it's Brock Lesnar. So Wall Street okay. Journal is saying it's Brock Lesnar. The lawsuit does not mention Brock. Okay, Lesnar. all right. Well, it's very obviously who yeah. it is, who she's pointing the finger at. But so you have these horrible you have these horrible stories coming out. Right. And you would think that with the gravity of what is being alleged here. Right. This culture of and not just against WWE and not against Vince, but against WWE in general. You know, there's a lot of implications there about the sort of environment that's been created based on that situation. Totally. Right. Because it's beyond this. Right. You have Laurinaitis. Lesnar has been called out, but you have these four other unnamed executives you have i believe at least one other star you also have yep. production people that were yeah, like there's a full like tech crew or something like that that's named in it. it's not named but like mentioned in it so it's clear that there's a, like a lot of people involved in this yeah because vince is like walking around with these explicit images and showing mm-hmm. them to people like yeah. there's a referee named so very like if you are to believe everything she says in this report and truthfully i have no reason not to believe her right we believe women that's the whole crux of speaking out right then a lot of people knew about this and yes it it casts this you know so we'll get so we're going to start at the end of the rumble we're going to work a little backwards because i want to talk about i want to talk about the press conference first yeah oh no yeah no no i get you (laughs) i don't know that That i don't know um hmm yeah I don't know that we could start the show talking about the Vince scandal and just be like, let's talk about how Rollins and yeah. Cody maybe switching like, things mm, up here. You know? No. <laughs> um, so we get so first of all, the press, it was a weird vibe in us. It was a I was gonna weird, ask you, because on TV yeah. it came across a little strange, but I was wondering how it was in person. It was it was a weird vibe before we got into the room, right? It was a weird vibe. Gotcha. It was a weird vibe the entire weekend, right? Because right. people were okay. taking this in and you got to show up and do like relatively normal things where it's just like, hey, let's talk about the Brutus ball, right? Hey, yeah. by the way, that's coming to House of Wrestling soon. I got the origin Ooh, story excellent. on the Brutus. I know, right? Excellent. But you, and, and like, you know, people were, and look, everybody does their job differently. Um, I, 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 I personally, um, don't have a problem bringing this up with talent because they're being affected by it. Of course. Um, I looked around the room and my 
thought process was I don't, you know, if there are people that are new and have not been around as long as Brutus, you know, the Creed brothers are maybe not the people to ask, but the people that mm. have been here for a long time, especially people or, that have had direct contact with Vince, you know, correct. Yes. Like those people I think are worthy of asking. Now I really mm. wanted to ask Kofi Kingston about it. Yeah. Didn't get time with him in the media junket. Just, he was swamped. Mm. I did get mm. time with him later at a boys and girls club. Didn't feel like the place to bring it up in. It's of course. Just, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> no, the, I get you. <laughs> the, so prior to the press conference, the only talent I'd brought it up with, and we put up the comments were from Nia Jax. And they went around and she just said that it's business as usual. Her and everybody else is just there to, to get mm. to work. Nia checked a couple boxes for me. A, tenured, right? B, has a lot of experience. I mean, ups and downs with Vince McMahon and Triple H. Obviously, she absolutely. got released. Um, and she's a woman. So... Mm. I felt she was, I I thought she was an appropriate person to ask about this. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 you have to ask, I think you do have to ask at least the talent, at least for their perspective on it. And I mean, you got the perspective of Cody, which gave a lot of insight. So I think it worked out in the end. Well, let's talk about the Cody piece here because Mm. I, I, I get into the room and, you know, like I said, the vibe before we even got the room, the press is like kind of hyping themselves up a little bit, you know, it felt very much like, Time to put on the flak jacket, buddy. Time to to go to war right now. There were definitely some people. <laughs> there were definitely some yeah. people because we're in such a weird place with the pro wrestling press right now. And we, yeah. you know, I I of course see all the discussions that are going on about what is the right way and wrong way to to be a pro wrestling media member at the moment. Sure. Um, I think people need, to, and this is in no defense because I still want to push. I think Brandon Thurston had a wonderful tweet he put out imploring the press yeah. how to do a better job. We got to remember the the kind of access that the press is being allowed right now to WWE and and AEW for what it's worth mm-hmm. is only about five years old. It, yep. it, I mean, it, it started these press conferences, these media calls started with AEW. It, Tony Khan right. and and I believe it was Cody that that really pressed for these for what it's yeah, worth. Yeah, if I remember right, it was Cody that really pushed for it because he was the I think he was the one who started doing them and talking on them, and then it was Tony he, who took over. He is, and Cody wants to have the press there. He wants the press to be able to engage the talent. So anyway, we're only five years into this. Before these past five years, outside of Meltzer and Wade and, and Mike Johnson and a, and a couple others, yeah. it was like Bill Apter types. You know, Bill Apter yeah. was the original TikToker media, right? He was he yeah. was showed up, as Bill talks about in his book, and he's talked to me, they play wrestlers. Bill After plays journalist. He's not a journalist. He's playing a journalist, right? Gotcha. Yeah, we yeah. are. We are now in a position where there are some people I think that are still playing journalists that are living mm. that kayfabe after mag life, and then I yep. think there are people trying to be real journalists right now. That are, yeah, I think know. because of the whole like shift of like to like social media and like digital news and stuff like that, there kind of has to be a bit of a shift in that regard of like whether you want to talk about it from a kayfabe or whether you want to talk about it from a realistic. I think a lot of people want the more realistic thing. I agree. Well, and with a situation like this, as, as Brandon put in his, his social media post, you know, that's the gravity of what's being alleged here. Some people yeah. think Hunter and Nick Khan are mm. one of the, are two of the unnamed people in this. Now I'm not yeah. convinced of that. By any stretch. It's a, it's a possibility. Certainly you can't deny that it's a possibility. So you have to, you yes. know, 
So, so just put, we're going to get to Hunter's comments here in a second because, oh boy, do I have some thoughts. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. But real yes, quick, so just, 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 <laughs> just, just to, because so I'm in the room. We're all hyping ourselves up. And I always have a fear I'm not going to get called on because you're not guaranteed a question in these. They, unlike AEW, they keep theirs to a type 40, 45. They try to give everybody at least one question. Usually I get two, um, but some people don't get any. So yeah. I, I want to get in there. I'm not positive if I wait for Hunter, I'm going to get a question in on Hunter or not. I raised my hand for Bailey. They didn't call on me for Bailey. To be fair, mm. I would have ask Bailey about it. And I've told right. people that, and they are like, yeah, dude, you would have been bombarded. And I was like, well, look, here's how I would have phrased my question to Bailey. Uh -huh. It is, uh, I would have gone something like this. Um, Bailey, congratulations on your win. Uh, following the horrible allegations coming out by Janelle Grant. Um, I think a lot of WWE fans and just people in general have a great deal of concern for women on the WWE roster right mm. now. As one of the most prominent women in the company, from your perspective, have you seen any incremental changes made behind the, the scenes to ensure yeah. that a situation like this doesn't happen again? I think that's a totally fair question to yeah, ask. I think putting the focus on what the company is doing rather than their thoughts on the lawsuit themselves from a talent perspective is probably the better way and to go about it. And if you only talk to Hunter about this and other executives and you never ask the talent... You are only mm. going to get the company line. So exactly. it, it and the thing is, I, I I use this example on the raw review, which I I fucked up. I published it as a private video. I don't even know anybody watched the raw. <laughs> but teething issues. It's fine. We're in the early hey, stages. We can become, get over. <laughs> become a clubhouse member. I'll I'll do it better on Monday night. I promise. But like I I was saying in my in my little post raw rant or ramble or whatever it may be, um, you know if you if you don't ask the talent. Uh, hard questions you know you're not ne you're never going to give them a chance to address stuff because these people are so media and they're kind of ice they only get so many chances to talk to people like me or thurston or whoever yeah. so if you don't know maybe these people want to talk about it right yeah. maybe, maybe and they, they can they're not going to like tweet about it but the example Obviously. i used and it's very very different was the seth rollins interview i did at last year's royal rumble yeah, every yeah. everybody was terrified to ask about punk why would you ask about Punk, Nick? Doesn't have anything to do with a WWE, Nick. You're just trying to bring uh, clickbait attention to yourself. Well, it was the biggest story of pro wrestling, right? And because nobody was asking about it, when I did ask Seth about it, guess what? Turns out he had something to say, Ennis. You know? <laughs> yep. 
I think a lot of people are just kind of like scared of like having their access revoked or something like that because I think there's this idea that like WWE revoke access which I can kind of understand to that perspective but based on the evidence that's never really happened at least as far as I know no it it hasn't to the best of my knowledge Uh, I do know Hmm. that back in the day when Vince and I won't name names, but other PR people running the show. There, there were situations where, where things are restricted. I've heard oh, that yeah. there are members of the press that are not particularly loved by WWE that were mm. in that room that night. But you know what? They were still there, and they were still allowed yeah. to ask a question. And to be frank, I know everybody's real worried about my AEW press credentials. I have no idea what's going to happen there. <laughs> there, have <been> no me- <laughs> there have been no media events or calls. Nope. Uh, since Christmas Day, and we've got tons of time ahead of us. We'll get into that another time. But uh, in regard to, to this, so with Cody, so yes. I, again, know Cody very well. I've covered his career probably closer than just about, you not not anybody, but very, very, very closely over the past yeah, five years. of course. Seven years, honestly, ever since he left WWE. Mm. Cody has been an executive. He yes. has served at a very high level, and when situations like this come across i'm sure he's been in the room to help figure out how to resolve uh, a situation or deal with a situation resolve is maybe not the best word address a situation Mm. like this so i you know everybody's terrified to talk about vince nobody said anything to bailey then they give ddp the first question to Cody, and it was, you You want to react? Well, <laughs> I, this was my reaction when I saw it at 5 a.m. I was, okay, I mean, I, I get he's a f- friend of Cody, but it's like, is the press conference really the best time for this? Can you not do this as a backstage exclusive? Something, maybe? I, I didn't know. hate it. I didn't hate it, because I was like, oh, mm. that's... But at the same time, I think it did take away a little bit of the idea of this is a press event and not, yeah. a, and not a circus. So... Yeah. I, I, you know, Dallas asked the equivalent of what it's like to, what is it like to be so great? Um, and, um, <laughs> and Accurate. The, uh, which is a common joyful question asked of Tony Khan. And so mm. I, uh, I then, you know, I, I just, it, the, the levy needed to break. This thing had, it, Bailey didn't bring it up. We got DDP at throwing softballs here. Cody is a more than competent individual. He like, People got upset when I asked Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman about the Endeavor news. And I'm like, dude, t- this you tomorrow. You have to ask these questions. <laughs> no one else is, is. This is Babe Ruth, and they're about to sell Major League Baseball. What are we doing mm-hmm. here? You know? Um, so, once again, I find myself in a situation with the guy who wants to be the quarterback of the company. And look, I I did pose the question, what changes do you think could be made? And, and Cody didn't really give a straight answer to that no. other than, don't be a piece of I'm shit. I'm not sure he could have. Maybe he, he maybe had seen certain things, but from his perspective, I imagine, I don't know if he could have. So I, 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 just to walk everybody through what I was trying to accomplish with this Cody question. One, let's all start talking about Vince. We have spent too much of yep. this press conference already not talking about Vince. Two, yep. I wanted to show people how to artfully bring up the Vince topic and show the kinds of questions I think we need to be asking, which are, specifics hmm. about what is going to change to prevent this from happening. And yep. three, I guess there's multiple points here. I'm running out of fingers. Three, <laughs> now that now that we've seen a competent, well-spoken person who has spent time at an executive level in pro wrestling give what many considered to be, at the very least, a thoughtful response. Yep. Absolutely. Like, took it in, said, this is bad. We know it's bad. It's been a yep. busy week. 
we're all trying to take it in in real time and we're all looking out for each other and you know yep. fine so we oh. got cody's response then comes hunter now for those that have asked yes my hand was up the entire time i did not get called on for hunter would have loved to um <laughs> Maybe another time. I have put in a request for yes. a one-on-one. We'll see if that happens. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Big what if. <laughs> um, so the the big takeaways for me were, one, um, obviously, he hasn't read the suit. Brandon Thurston asked him about that. Have you read the lawsuit? And he said no, which mm. I thought was, you know, how, it doesn't scream to me that you're taking this seriously yeah. or, or want to address it. Yep. When you don't read, you know, how do you how can you say you listen to women when you don't listen to women, right? Yeah, it's 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 a really baffling response overall, just across the three questions that he gave. Because just even if I and I don't think he, I, I maybe he's like not directly read the lawsuit, but he's heard the allegations and maybe he couldn't say that for obvious reasons. But like, it's just a baffling response to give in response to a lawsuit that not only alleges this stuff against the most powerful man in your company, but the company's culture as a whole. Yes, uh, I, I, I think, I, I think I would have come prepared for this. I mean, I've had. People... I'm baffled they didn't. I, I don't I, know if it was like a PR failure or, or what, but like I, it just seemed as if he didn't have a prepared response, which is maddening. That so here's here's what I've gleaned: that the people in WWE are so leathered to mm. Vince McMahon is a monster. Vince McMahon is a curmudgeonly old whatever monster. Okay. That when this came out, I think a lot of people in the company were just like, oh, another Vince scandal. This one might be bad. And to them, they're just so used to having to deal with Vince stuff. Right. That this I think a lot of people in the company just were like, oh, another Vince thing. Uh, I have personally, I don't want to say forced, but (laughs) made uh, heavily, uh, I should say, shamed people within WWE to actually read this suit. Um, right. since yeah. Saturday and those that have uh, read it after I told them you you can't just I can't summarize this to you in a phone call or a couple yeah. text messages no. you have to read it's, it and that goes for everyone who's listened to this as well if you've not read it please read yeah. it because it's not even just like a lot of the like discourse I've seen on social media about it is seems to be from a lot of people who just have not read it or are not fully aware of the, the severity of it everybody's attitude changes once you actually read it Right. Yep. And and that's why I think if you were Hunter and you had actually read it, you would have showed up prepared to push back more forcefully. I think at the very least saying yep. you're you read it and are aware of the allegations and taking them seriously. That's step one. That didn't happen Two, yep, of course. To step two would be, you know, like I set up the question, what are you doing? Thank you to Cameron Hawkins, a.k.a. Seahawk from The Ringer, for following up on my question to Cody to Hunter reiterating that same point. He said broadly, generally, we're doing everything possible, which I thought was the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard yep. in, in in this situation, just because this is a time where real leadership is needed. People are looking for people to say, I am taking this seriously. We cannot let this happen again, even if it's to say we've opened up relations with Rain, we've brought in consultants to talk about how we can better create access for women and and men. Yeah, let's not totally. let's not act like of course Vince is, absolutely let's not act like some dudes haven't spoken out about Vince in the past as well. So hmm. talent in general, right? Yeah. Um, employees easier access to get help, speak out if necessary. I, I the thing I, is I, with with sorry with with Triple H, 
and even if he's like, I, I've seen a few people go like, well, he's not on the, the board. He's not really at that highest executive level he used to be. Putting all that aside, and let's even put aside like the fact that it's a wrestling company. If the Triple H is now the figurehead of WWE. If a figurehead of any other sort of company addressed allegations like this against their company in this way, they would be, you know, pitchforks yeah, and everything. It would well, be the, unreal. And, dude, but the, I don't know if you've noticed CNN uh, has written about this. There's a this. couple of places, yeah, there's a couple of places that have, and it's it's not gone well for them. No, deadline. And look, I it all things fair, I was very, very, very disappointed in, in Tony Khan at his last press conference. Uh, I was... Hmm. Equally, I think, disappointed in many ways with Hunter at this press conference. And I'll say what I said after the Tony press conference. If you are a mother, uh, if you are a sister of a woman, a father of a woman that works at WWE, and you watch this press conference, do you feel better about sending this woman that you love back to work there? I don't. I think yeah. they, I thought, I thought Hunter did a terrible job here, and I hope he comes out and cleans this up. I want specifics about what they're doing backstage to make sure this doesn't happen again. And I want reassurances that he knows what happened here. Yeah. Like I, I, you can't address something if you don't know the problem and you need to know the problem. It's it's just baffling. Cause I think a couple of days before, like I think within 24 hours of, of the, the allegations coming out, T, a spokesperson for TKO said they were investigating it internally and Hunter didn't even mention that. It just, it's, it seems as very strange that they didn't even prepare for it in any way possible. I was, Dude, I would imagine you were also expecting a prepared statement up top, right? Yes, absolutely. I was expecting something off the top, and then that's it. They're covering it, and that's it. And then yeah. he just went on for 20 minutes about the Rumble success, which was confusing. Hey, we have our first comment here, Ennis. It comes Hello. from Jonas Veer. Jonas, thanks for being a Clubhouse member. Jonas says, Triple H is his son-in-law. VKM is grandfather to his three daughters, Father to his wife, imagine how difficult it is on him. Just another thought. Yes, no, look, I understand how difficult it is. Everyone is being put in a difficult situation here. But, Jonas, my point is that you can't understand what's going on if you don't actually read it. Like, you know? Yeah. Do you think that he actually hasn't read it or if he's just, like, trying? I assume he must be aware of the allegations. There's no way he cannot be. So the the other question that came up was from John Alba, and it was Mm -hmm. about when... Hunter became aware of the allegations because obviously him, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, they all, they all tried to oust Vince and successfully did for a period of time until Vince came back uh, guns a blazing, looking to get his company back. Now, did these Mm. people part ways and, and what Vince distanced from the company because they knew about this. Right. And Mm. that's the other big lingering question here is did people of power, know about these allegations and not address them or bring them to light or do anything about it because they knew they had billion dollar deals or whatever to get done. And it it would be better to play some kind of use these allegations as some kind of prop to play a game of like HBO style secession, you know, Mm. it's, 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 it's a really shitty situation overall because ultimately it's it's a, a lot of people are putting the focus on just Vince. Well, Vince has gone, so the issue's sorted. The issue is with the culture that's been created in WWE, and we need to know, even like as as a fan, I need to know that my support of this company and of this industry is not supporting a, a, an environment where you know stuff like that and, and allegations like that. Even if let's let's say it's allegedly, if they're, if they're doing anything to ensure that 
these allegations don't happen again or what has been alleged doesn't happen again. It's it's <sighs> yeah. It is. It is gross. And that's why pe more people are asking for a bigger response here. Now, in the wake of the allegations, uh, we uh, just before the rumble, we found out Vince McMahon has resigned from all his yep. positions at TKO and WWE. So for all intents and purposes, he is no longer like day to day of any power. Um, there but, are still the, the moral. I mean, he's still the majority stockholder. So, you know, yes, for every still dollar, has some involvement. The, the upside is he can't do what he did before. He doesn't have the voting power to do what he did before. So in theory, he can't make his way back in that regard. And and I don't believe the relationship between Hunter and Vince is very good. I, I don't believe that Hunter mm. is, you know, quietly at night being like, hey, Vince, you know, we're in a rut here. How, what do we do with Jinder Mahal? I don't think those calls are happening. <laughs> no, no, neither do I. I don't think those... <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, Vince has been separated. But again, like for every dollar you spend on a WWE T-shirt, is Vince getting 30 cents, right? Like that's kind of... I mean, they were selling. What was it? The Vince McMahon. There was photos of that Vince McMahon shirt that they were selling in in at the Rumble. You know, the day before. So I believe they pulled uh, those shirts. I believe they, they did pull it. I, th I believe they pulled it on the day. Yeah, but even the day before, which I think the allegations were still out by that point. It's Man. just strange. Well, one, uh, the other big name we talked about earlier, Brock Lesnar. Um, he hmm. he did not compete in the Royal Rumble. He was expected no, to compete in the Royal Rumble, but he was pulled because, you know. <laughs> and um, <Yeah. laughs> he, it sounds as if, uh, according to the Observer, he was replaced by Braun Breaker in a lot of the same spots that, that Brock was supposed to do, uh, including get eliminated by Dominic Mysterio, which uh, was post wrestling reporting. Bizarre. <laughs> post wrestling saying that had this all not gone down, Dom was going to uh, eliminate Lesnar and set up a match at Elimination Chamber where, hey, he might have died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to give anyone that kind of spot, Dominic Mysterio's not a bad shout. He's, he's been doing great stuff over the last couple of months. I'm not saying it would have been bad. Um, but Brock is not... <laughs> uh, uh, the Observer saying the observer saying that Brock, uh, according to those they've spoken with, uh, will at least be gone for a while, but may never come back. And I lean towards never comes back in this situation. Unless... Especially if what comes out is actually true, because the stuff that like the stuff around her being involved in his like contract situation is just wild. Yeah, there seems to definitely be a Brock Lesnar obsession with Vince McMahon. I'll put it that way after reading yeah. the documents. And so um Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's there's a weird there's it's, a it, weird it, it, it makes a lot of sense about the whole him walking out when Vince retired is is what I'll say. Cause it's yeah. there's no that has a whole new perspective now looking back on it. So Brock's out. We'll see what happens. Brock may never be back. The Bella Twins, they had to issue a statement saying that nobody mm. should be treated like this. Of course, uh, their father-in-law or stepfather-in-law is John Laurinaitis, who is explicitly yes. named in this document. And um, I don't want to trigger anyone, but it was uh, forceful, uh, is uh, right, against this woman's will. Yep. Uh, John Laurinaitis uh, and Vince McMahon allegedly put her in. And it's, re I mean... The breakfast stuff, sex every morning, like it was. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, even if it's one instant; it's multiple. He's it, there's quite a few instances in this where he's explicitly named so, and. Uh, yeah, and and look, you feel you know these people are monsters, and the people that operate like this are very good at hiding their behavior and living double lives, right? And so, like, I don't want to believe that the Bellas or their mother, Kathy, who I believe is still married to John Laurinaitis, as she has kept as his last day on Instagram five weeks ago, posting photos. 
Um, and you don't want to believe that Brian Danielson knew too. Um, I, no. I do, man, you know, again, Danielson was so close with Vince, right? Like he's talked yeah. about it. He's talked yeah. about how he like took notes. Respects him. Yeah. He respects, he respects him a lot. He's like, you know, I used to sit there and I have a whole journal filled with nothing but advice from Vince McMahon. And, you know, that's, you know, I've used the, the term more, more, or the colloquialism more times than not recently about how if you lie with dogs, you wake up with fleas. And I think mm. that's really what we're realizing here is that a lot of people like knew Vince was a freak and a weirdo and like just didn't want to look into it. They just wanted to. Mm. They wanted to just deal with the side of Vince that they liked, right, or could yep. tolerate. And now, because of that kind of woeful ignorance, a um, lot of lot of questions are being asked about a lot of people. And um, I don't want to believe, but you know, hmm. again, like we don't know. You have to face this reality. That's uh, the yeah. thing is this this woman did for three years, so we can't yeah. turn our eyes away from it now. If you do, then you're just as bad as Vince, unfortunately. So um, we're going to move on real quick. Cool. We got a couple things. We're not going to be able to get to everything today. Some of these topics are going to get rolled over to, to the Friday episode. Sure. But uh, is there any any final thoughts you want to put on the Vince McMahon scandal before we move on to uh, to other things here today? I think ultimately it's just people, again, just if you're going to, you know, engage in this discourse and whatnot, please read the lawsuit or at the very least the Wall Street Journal article just so you can get the full gist of the severity of the situation because it's so much more than just... I've seen people say, like, oh, he just asked her for sexual favours. It's so, so much more than that. And you need to get the full grasp of the situation because if you read these allegations, then you know that questions need to be asked not only of Vince but of WWE and anyone close to Vince. All right. Well, let's close out the show today looking at the WrestleMania main event picture. Um, sure. The So Brock is out. We yep. found out last night officially, or we found out Monday night on Raw, CM Punk is out. Torres tricep. Yep. Out four, to, four to six months. What a... <sighs> Such a shame. And the and timing you, is unreal on that. The And the shot of him looking up at the WrestleMania sign, and it's like this kind of for whom the bell tolls kind of situation mm -hmm. with the Liberty <laughs> Bell. <laughs> The very Dickens esque right here with uh with old Phil yeah. Brooks. And uh, so Punk's out and yep. uh Rollins is injured with like debatable. <laughs> right. I mean can you imagine if Rollins is gone as well? God, I mean God. They, 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 they Punk and Brock I think you could deal with, but Rollins being out as well, that's three huge, huge names. That, well, Rollins know, is actually to contend with. going to be in the WrestleMania main event. I think that it would take I think it would take a lot for him to not compete at this point. Yeah. But he comes out on Raw and he makes this case for why he should be the one that Cody Rhodes challenges at WrestleMania. And I don't know what the WWE thought was gonna happen here, but the mm. fans hated this I no. <laughs> were like, they, they, you, no. you've set it up for so long for it to, to be roman and it only makes sense to be roman at this point and seth at this point would be you know a step down ultimately it's it's you can't do you can't do seth at this point there's so many other options you could do for seth even with punk out that, that they'd be better than, than cody see but here's i mean occam's razor right the best mm -hmm. explanation is usually the most obvious did yeah. they just say, 
man, you know, we were going to hold off on Rock Roman, but everybody's hmm. out. Um, Cody Seth have history. Yes. Is that, uh, uh, you could, I guess. You it's know, the easiest option. It's there. You don't really have to do too much setup, but there's so many other options, and I think you have to give Cody Roman at this point, especially because at the Rumble he pointed at Roman and going and went, "I'm challenging you," so you can't really backstep on that. Man, Ugh. can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like hypothetically, find mm. out you're gonna win the Rumble. You're gonna go finish yep. your story. Then this story breaks, Brock's out, Punk's injured, and then Monday morning, after winning the Rumble, they come to you and say, Cody, we gotta... (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna have to face Seth again for the lesser world title. You know know, know how you fell asleep last night thinking thinking one thing? Uh Yeah, we... We got something to tell you, buddy. <laughs> oh, well, there's so many better options for 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 Seth. I think you know the two main ones that I thought of are either Drew, because Drew right. has been excellent the last couple of weeks, and you know you he never you could go off the fact that he never really got his moment at WrestleMania because of obviously because of COVID. Um, and the other option probably Gunther, because you know Gunther's had this unreal Intercontinental Title reign. There was already the report. Uh, last week from Justin Barrasso saying that that was whether or not that was true or not or just inter- misinformation but you know I, th- I think those are the two main options I think you could get plenty of good WrestleMania story out of either of them. All signs seem to be Gunther versus Jey Uso don't they? Right. I See I, it's up in the air with Gunther yeah because I, I I mean obviously it meant to be Brock but now that's gone so Jay's an option. I think Sammy could maybe be an option if you wanted well, to but there's, I... you need to you would need to build that up why did they do Sammy so dirty in the Raw main event? I didn't. Yeah, I, it was right? weird. They like, always I, seem to do this with Sammy. I don't know. It's it's odd. They always go very weird stuff. It's, it feels as like if they don't really want to ever pull the trigger fully with Sammy. And they only had to last year because they were kind of forced into it with the reaction. So, Because like I also thought maybe Sammy, but Drew beat him clean, right? Yep. And so I, I also think Drew Seth would have been the easiest setup, right? Yep. Punk's out, Drew gloats, basically what he did, and he's going to take Punk's spot now. I'm going to go yep. to the main event. That's easy. And that sets up for when Punk comes back. Exactly. Like, next five months of story. Set Why are, so I guess I like maybe the Seth stuff with Cody added some drama. But in some ways, I think they almost did more damage to Seth in the world title because it really, I thought Seth came across like he was begging. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It came across like desperate rather than like, oh, my guy's gone. I don't want a lesser match. That's how it came across to me. And it's just, no. And it made Cody look weird. And it was just a really odd choice overall. Yeah. So uh, so let's place our bets here. What do you think Cody Roman still happens at Mania? Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to keep Rock till next year, especially with I, Netflix deal. I think the the charm and the the idea of Roman Reigns versus The Rock on Netflix in front of all those people is too appealing at this point, even with the injuries. So you think, yeah, uh, you think Drew Seth then at Mania? That's for my probably, that's yeah, I would say so. Yeah, Drew Drew Seth or either Drew Seth or Drew Gunther in a singles match, but I think Seth is the better option. When in doubt, call Bad Bunny. Maybe we get we go. maybe <laughs> maybe we get bad we go. Maybe we get bad buddy Rollins. Um, All right, lastly here, the other rumble winner, sure. Bailey, foregone conclusion, I would think she's gonna wind up somehow at odds with the O Sky, right? Yeah. I think especially after the raw tease where they did the whole 
thing with Rhea and Nia Jax and, and Nia scaring Bailey. I think it's inevitable. It's got to be EO. This the, for months now. It's been wrapping up as the sort of like dissension with Damage Control and Bailey. So I think it has to go there. And if we get Hugger Bailey back, I'll be very happy because as much as I've loved this heel run, I think I I want to see face Bailey. All right. Well, that brings it. We went uh, we went over time here. I try to keep to about half an hour. I want these shows to be digestible for everybody, because like as somebody who's worked in cubicles and like stuff, I know how precious your lunch hour is. And I want you to spend <laughs> it with us and and uh, make your day better. <laughs> so uh, we will save uh, the rest of this news here for Friday's episode. I didn't. Uh, obviously, we wanted to, to make sure to cover the Vince thing uh, at, at length. Course. And give it the you have to give it, it the due diligence that it deserves. I feel like we did that. <sighs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, so we'll come back on Friday. We'll do this again, noon Eastern. We'll talk more news. Of course, if you want to watch us live in video form, uh, you want to see this show every uh, Wednesday and Friday at noon Eastern, go become a Clubhouse subscriber. Go to patreon.com slash house of wrestling. Tears start at just $5. Uh, this show, uh, the post raw show on Monday nights, available to all members. Uh, we do also, of course, share exclusive news. To all members, there's a great Trick Williams article or news item I shared yesterday with the comments from Top Star and, and people from uh, backstage at a, uh, WWE uh, talking a little bit about Trick. That went out yesterday. Um, we also have interviews that are going out. Um, we have the New Day interview I did. That's available for all members right now from uh, the weekend. Uh, we have the Nia Jackson interview up right now for all bronze members and above. And we have one gold member so far. Uh, there are yeah. spaces for 10 gold members um and gold members they get access to everything they get a private zoom session with me on fridays and they get a personal shout out so matthew at the end of every podcast if you're a gold member i will personally tell everyone i love you and the person that i love (laughs) is matthew england matthew england is our only gold member and matthew we we appreciate the fuck out of you, my friend. You are Thank an you. absolute mensch. You are a saint of a human being. And Matthew, uh, we're already DMing uh, on Twitter. And if you're a gold member, my access is all yours. Um, <laughs> you, uh, uh, if you want, if anything you want me to plug at the end of these shows, Matthew, you just let me know, buddy. Um, so that's it for me. I'm at Nick underscore Hausman. Anything else you want to plug put over before we wrap up today? Just my Twitter, at Ennis underscore McVeigh. You can pretty much find me everywhere if you just search Ennis McVeigh because, shockingly, this is not a very common name. But, I mean, it's good for Brandon, so it works out. Wonderful. Uh, and, of course, if you can't watch us live in video form, you are obviously listening to us in podcast form. Uh, it is free with ads on all podcast platforms every Wednesday and Friday right after we record. Uh, if you do only listen to us in podcast form, you can support us to go over to whatever podcast platform you want but preferably Apple Podcasts, and leave a five-star rating, leave a nice comment. We'll try to read comments here on the show from time to time. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the Clubhouse, and we'll talk to you on Friday. Bye.